I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you? This is Codependent Content, a podcast where my partner and I discuss the TV shows, movies, and video games in which we've formed an unhealthy relationship. My name is Matthias, and my co-host is Shannon Riley. Join us each week as we try to make sense of the media we continually give our hearts against our better judgment, and commiserate with us as we struggle and fail to let go of the characters, stories, and worlds that we are entangled with. Because just when we think we're done with content, it draws us back in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Codependent Content. My name is Matthias, and Shannon, do you hear dripping? Is that just me? I think that's just you. Oh, well, that's not good. (laughs) We need to talk about that immediately. So let's do our pre-episode. Oh, now you want to do the pre-episode. Yes, we can get through it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is Codependent Content. I'm Matthias Marisigan. That's Shannon Riley. And uh, we talk about content that we are watching all the time. Constantly. Uh, We watched two movies this weekend. Suzumi. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the new Makoto Shinkai joint that I could like to say it's an anime. Uh, really loved it. What do you think about it, Shannon? I really enjoyed it. Um, it just gave me wild, wild dreams mm-hmm. that evening. I had the most absurd, vivid, ridiculous dream I've had in a, a very long time. So I feel like that means it was a really great movie because it activated something in me that I wanted to keep thinking about it even as I slept. If you are, uh, of course, I always put my reviews in the Discord. So if you're listening to this live, we record this live on Discord. You can find the links in bios or in the descriptions or wherever you're finding this podcast. And, uh, you know, I put my reviews on there. And I so I've already said a lot about Suzumi. But if you're not aware of Suzumi or Makoto Shinkai, he's my favorite. Thanks, Shannon. <laughs> he's uh, my favorite anime director. If you've heard of Your Name. Or Weathering With You, his last two films. Uh, One of them is the biggest Japanese film of all time. I don't think even anime in terms of box office. Um, Just in general, it's just biggest box office opening. And uh, it did really well. And it's a really good film. And if you liked your name, I think you're going to like Suzumi. So definitely check that out. And then we watched the Mario Brothers movies. Um, And I was not as much of a fan Shannon. I was underwhelmed. Uh, a lot of people really love it. Seems like my sibling really loved it. Oh, cool. A lot of uh, uh, co-workers that I used to work with really loved it. Mm-hmm. I, um, well, people, I shouldn't say, I hear that people like it, maybe not love it. It's definitely a film made for kids. Yeah. What I'm most interested in, there's like a lot of film em- emulation going on in the actual, in the film. Mm-hmm. That's hard to say. There's like added grain. There's added like lens effects, things that you would get if you were actually filming this. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful movie. It's very pretty. It's just boring. You don't get that from like YouTube trailers Mm because the grain uh, compresses and stuff like that. And it's really hard to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But like if you can watch it in Dolby and you're into the Super Mario Brothers and you, you've heard good things and you, you think you might enjoy it, then definitely go watch it in Dolby because it looks beautiful and it, people are having a lot of fun. And if you're a kid and you're listening to this, you'll definitely love it. Oh, yeah. If you're a kid, you're going to love uh, it. If you're six to 
eight years old, first off, why are you here? And, <laughs> and second, Hi. go watch the Super Mario Brothers. Ask your mom or dad to take you. Uh, uh, no, I liked it. It was just a little, it was boring, but it was pretty. And also, if anyone has like followed us here from our Last of Us podcast, you all know that I'm not, like, I don't game. I don't play games. I didn't grow up playing Mario Brothers or whatever. So I feel like I also didn't get the fun of it being nostalgic and being able to point and be like, oh, the thing, the thing, the characters. I was just kind of like, yeah, I saw a kid's movie. Uh, Peach's slap. Uh, the character Peach slaps, but the song Peaches slaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that Jack Black released the like the music video for it? Oh, great. That's awesome. <laughs> so fucking funny. Uh, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> so funny. this time next year or, or sooner, we can say Oscar nominated uh, Peaches because apparently it is eligible Call to action <laughs> uh, for uh, Oscar nomination because of, you know, whatever the rules are. It's just it can be, you know. So if we don't see Jack Black on that Oscar stage singing peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very hurt. Yep. No. Uh, boycott the Oscars. If we're not already. <laughs> we might already be. I don't remember. Boycott um, the Oscars. Uh, yeah, of course, we're continuing succession. That's fun. Uh, and uh, what else? Barry's back. Yeah. We watched the first two episodes this morning because mm-hmm. we we didn't get a chance to watch it last night. We were too busy doing things and then watching succession. Then we were tired. Yeah. Uh, but we watched Barry. Um, overall, great show. Something we had considered talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like enjoying it. There's just so much happening, and I have no idea sometimes like what to even think or say about it, just because it's just I'm just absorbing it. Yeah, definitely. Um, worth watching though. They they're doing some, uh, like uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, gosh, the main actor's name. Girl, you know I don't know. Look it up. It's fine. No, I know. I Bill Hader. There God, it is. Oh, yeah, like we're on stupid. on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, Bill Hader directed episode two, uh, and it's just such a good episode. He just, the way that they craft these things and, like, set something up only to, at the very end of episode, like, knock it down mm-hmm. and introduce something else, just, like, so good. And I love how they're tackling this idea of an assassin. You think it's like when it first starts, like, okay, an assassin going to an acting class and he's going to, you know, turn over a new leaf. I think somewhere in this episode, too, uh, it's, uh, it, someone says like, oh, you're not a, like, you may have done bad things, but you're not a bad guy. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was like what people, like, what the audience says about Barry sometimes mm-hmm. about like Barry, the character, mm-hmm. like that's like what they want to believe mm-hmm. the same way. Like we rooted for, uh, you know, we've talked about breaking bad mm-hmm. rooting for Heisenberg and, um, and, and that those kinds of characters. And this is one that's not shying away from showing it's like, no, this guy is legit a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he started off, you thought it was going to be this like, Oh, but does bad things, but like we still root for him. He's not a bad guy. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, and he's just gets caught up in these situations. Like, no, he is probably clinically insane. Like a sociopath. Needs some help. And, and they're balancing that dark darkness with the comedy and not shying away from it. I just love it. I just, I love the direction they've taken it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be its final season. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about by the time we get 
to the yeah, end. <laughs> I'm sure. Of the season. I'm sure. But we'll just, well, we'll leave it uh, there. Um, yeah, those are things that we've watched. Uh, been watching. There's a nice discussion about beef going on in, in the Discord. Mm-hmm. Still think you should watch that if you haven't watched uh, beef. Um, people are discovering it after last week and just want to give it a, another shout out because it's definitely worth visiting. And because it's one of those things on Netflix that just drops all at once, we people forget to, you know, yeah. keep bringing it up and I, I might as well bring it up again because I think it is, as people discover it, it's going to, um, people are going to have a lot to say about it and you're not going to hear the end of it. No, that's true. <laughs> uh, it's going to, I think it, it's got some legs on it. Um, yeah. Uh, that said, again, uh, this is, a podcast we are talking about Yellow Jackets, uh, episode four, season two. This is called Old Wounds. Uh, this is a spoiler uh, podcast, I should say. This Our discussion is no hold bars. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would say uh, check out now. Come back later when you have seen the episode. Because from the very get-go, we're just going to spoil things. And uh, you should know that. Um, uh, if you want to give us feedback, you want to talk to us, feel free to f- follow us on the social medias, email us at codependentcontent at gmail.com. Um, oh yes. One thing I want to mention before we get started, uh, and I'm going to mention again at the end of the episode, just in case people miss it. We're recording this right now on a Monday night. Next week, Shannon is going to be out of town. So mm-hmm. we will be recording live I think we'll just do it on Friday night. I think we have time. We'll just record live on Friday night this week. So we're going to record early after the episode airs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we'll make sure to put an event on the Discord if you forget, whatever. And then the week after should be a regular. We'll mm-hmm. come back on Monday because mm-hmm. she'll still be out of town. But I'll be back in time. Yeah. So we're going to record before she leaves and then... We're going to record after. So lucky you guys are going to get an episode actually early or on time or whatever you consider it, considering the episodes do drop on Friday. (laughs) Or Sunday, depending upon which thing you watch it through. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, we chose a time and we stuck to it. (laughs) I feel like we're always like three days late talking about this show. So that said, let's let's talk about it. All right. Uh, Shannon, we watched... We watched uh, it twice. We watched it again today, mm-hmm. Old Wounds. And uh, you want to talk about dripping. I do. <laughs> I do. I uh, have some wild conspiracies around what I think the dripping might be. Right. And that's something we didn't bring up last week because there literally wasn't anything, I guess, to, I guess, latch on to, you know? Mm-hmm. But this isn't the first time she's heard the dripping thing. But there right. was so much else happening that episode. I think they wanted you to forget about it, right? right. But it was very clear here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very apparent. Uh, so what do you want to say about dripping? I have, I'm sorry, I'm staring at our cat just going in on her leg and she's having a, a great time. I watched Lost. Anyone who's listened to this knows that I've watched and loved and consumed Lost completely. And it just reminds me of um, there being a hatch on the island And like a whole underground bunker sort of thing. And in this episode, we'll get to it. But we also have a hatch moment, even though it wasn't real. 
Um, and I just feel like if if Mari's hearing dripping, when I think of the sound dripping, I'm like, okay, is that like a waterfall, like a leaky faucet? Also, grossly, like, is it blood dripping on something? Which leads me to believe that if there's something dripping in this cabin that they're in, that there's more to the cabin somehow that we're seeing. And I don't know if that means that there's like a secret room somewhere or a secret hatch somewhere, perhaps. Um, but I, I, my head canon is that there's like, there's a, there's a room or a basement or something that they haven't been able to locate. And that's going to start to come into play because I don't think Mari's just audio hallucinating dripping. Well, that's the thing is I, I, there's so many ways that we could take this without any clear evidence of what's connected, what's not connected, mm -hmm. right? But what we do know from this episode is that m multiple things are, I guess, happening that characters are noticing that are not that may or may not be connected, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have Shauna noticing the uh, someone took extra bear meat. Mm -hmm. And no one's fessing up to it. We had a previous episode where someone shit in a bucket, no one fessed up to it, mm -hmm. right? We have now twice, but we uh, Van this time is the one that discovers that there's snow melting mm -hmm. uh, around a tree uh, and can't explain it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the dripping, mm -hmm. right? And so may or may not be connected. So that's the... But those are things that you could possibly like have a theory for and connecting in terms of just Mari, like hearing dripping is like we have the thoughts of like, is she really hearing it, you know, mm -hmm. or is she um, is it all in her head, you know, because no one else seems to be able to hear this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Is her hearing just really fucking good, mm -hmm. you know, Um and I don't recall if her season had anyone like dealing with certain things in their head besides just Lottie with the mm -hmm. visions and Thaisa with her kind of uh, dream sleepwalking mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I, uh, so again, without any evidence, like what is going on with her? Is she going cabin fever crazy? You know, is she. Uh, is the woods also trying to tell her something, mm -hmm. you know, or is this something that she is actually picking up on that's really going on, right? We had talked about it in between episodes, how I was like, is this related to Javi? Are all these things connected and the dripping mm -hmm. is coming from, is coming from somewhere in the house, but it's related to all the other things happening, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we, originally thought was Javi the one that you the know maybe shit in the bucket, got in the bucket. or this when this meat. episode started I was like was he the one that took the meat you know yeah. we were thinking that Javi had something to do with it. and of mm -hmm. course Javi does come back he right. reveals himself right and so I'm now we're wondering is that this is a drip but the dripping doesn't necessarily get resolved so no. we don't know yet what's going to get resolved and what's not going to get resolved and right. if he was related to it so it's hard to say we can't really speculate so much on it. Well, we can it, speculate a lot, but I we mean, don't that's have the thing is like we can speculate evidence. on everything, and then next week they're just gonna like yeah. show us maybe about hopefully like something will come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And if she's still hearing dripping. That's a problem, right? I so, guess the question is like we can't assume that there's we've seen this hatch thing happen multiple times. Most of it's been in a vision, and there's some heat coming from the ground that's clearly melting snow. 
Right. Is there something, is there, as as you think, like a bunker or something? Like something happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, since we've just like opened the hobby hatch, I don't have a lot to say about him except that. Well, he doesn't have a lot to say either. Uh, that's true. He doesn't say a goddamn word. Yeah. I have so I have more to say than Javi, but less maybe than some other characters. But he, number one, I really don't believe there's a way for him to survive alone, and he is adamantly running away. So I'm like, who is Javi running from, if anyone? And like, who else? Uh, I, I'm I'm never gonna stop thinking about Lost. But in Lost, well, there's, not, a, yeah. there's a big moment where you always find the other. Like, you put characters into this insane situation, and not only do they have to deal with us, you then have to deal with them as a source of conflict. So we see it in a lot of media where, like, we are our primary source of conflict, and then, boom, you introduce another external point of conflict. And I can definitely see, like, somehow being introduced to... I think, here's, I think that's a... A good and bad thing that you can't think, stop thinking about Lost. Mostly, I think it's a failing a little bit on the show in that they don't they don't establish the rules. They don't mm. establish like what that like in Lost. It's very clear. Like okay, it's something supernatural. You you catch glimpse of it. You see mm-hmm. it. You know. And then the more things happen, you're like, okay, this is not the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense, right? Obviously, you don't know what it is and right. why the mysteries are happening, but like you, you kind of get a sense of what can happen here yeah. and like the crazy thing. What the potential Whereas is. Whereas here, we're just still like on the edge of a, of like, is this a real thing or is this mm-hmm. not or whatever? Uh, chat thinks that this is a hot spring. Um, maybe oh, under is like maybe yeah, it isn't like a whole bunker situation. Maybe it's a, that's the thing. It's like it could be anything because it's just like. Uh, whatever and we go to what is familiar to us and mm-hmm. of course lost being the biggest like um similarity to yeah. this kind of show it, the thing is is like it's not lost it's not from the same creators mm-hmm. it's not the same writing they wouldn't just be rewriting lost no, you know so not. we can't say that like this well this happened in lost so that can probably happen here this they're not connected no but whatsoever. it could happen i think it's just the fact that like if you're not going to give us anything to latch on to mm-hmm. and to like give us the rules of what these things could be or like give us a direction to go right. in our heads then we're going to go somewhere else you and know even there are more um like someone on a journey of faith being drawn to a hatch is very John Locke and the bunker versus Lottie and continuously envisioning that hatch. Um, Two opposing characters on a faith and reason-based journey. That's Lottie and Nat. Nat is so adamant that things can be explained and reasoned and we hunt and we plan. And that's Jack in Lost. And then John Locke is Lottie, who's like, the island, the woods, they, they give us if we give back. And I actually have a point to make about that a little later when we talk to Nat, but... It's so easy to fall into um, how could this be something more than just all of these girls having a psychotic break because they're going through trauma. Mm -hmm. But that's also what makes it fun is because on Lost, I never really thought that anyone was like having trauma induced panic attacks and visions. I knew something was just weird about the world I was in, whereas at least with Yellow Jackets, it's like. Everything we've seen so far kind of can in some way be realistically, like our chat just said, hot springs, can be realistically explained. So I think that makes it fun and hard because if this all comes out and it's like, oh, it's just all these girls like 
having panic attacks because they're on this in the wilderness and they just experience trauma, I'd be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally. But it's also fun to just go off the fucking rails because I don't think there's been a show as, sorry guys, as like fun or mystery box engaging as Lost has been for like a big community in a while. So to have a show that has you constantly thinking like, what sort of crazy shit might these creators come up with? I think is super fun because the possibilities really are just limitless right now. Right. Well, I do think you need to watch more shows because I think it's been <laughs> 20 years since what the? Lost. Okay, name a mystery box show. Uh, Leftovers. Oh, that's so good. Absolutely. Okay, wait, I take that back. Leftovers also very good. <laughs> that's just off the top of my but, head. So, But The Leftovers doesn't deal with like... Oh, yeah, it does. That last season gets a little crazy. I would argue that The Leftovers is very much like how the individual, like, emotional internal world. But I guess you're right. So The Leftovers. So that's Lost in The Leftovers, I mean, which fair, I also compare to each other. everything on, like, network television has tried to be a, a, you know, how many things have tried to capture the the feeling of Lost, right? I don't know, because none of them have. How many How many shows actually have we had? Someone do this for me. Yeah, for someone me. figured that, out. No, 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 that we've had where like a, a, something happens with a plane or whatever, right? There's like a show called The Manifest. There was another show called, what, The 400, like 400 the something? Not The 100. That was a different show. That was, but that was also, I guess, could be considered like a mystery box show, but that was like a post-apocalyptic yeah, right, kind right. of like, does it, Oh, the I don't four, know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, like had something to do with a plane. Ah, uh, yeah, there's But just, none of those shows are fucking but successful. But they were all mystery shows. It was like something happened and it was a mystery right. and they were going on and there was more mysteries. People have been doing mystery shows, mystery box shows for a while. Not well. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> just haven't I'm seen that many shows. I'm going to start a Lost shows. podcast. Get in the comments. If you guys want a Lost podcast, Matias has never watched Lost. And I feel like you would be such a fun person to watch it with because he's so, number one, critical. And also, you are just always pumping the brakes of like, we really don't have evidence to think that or support that. So I think it would be so fun to throw you into a show where the entire season you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then, you know, the finale is what it is. But I just want to say that like, we can't, we can't keep you know it's i get that you love lost we get it um but this is yellow jacket so let's talk uh about the yellow jackets you okay, yellow great. jackets obsessive let's um person well let's start and yes that's not to say I don't, i'm not enjoying yellow jackets but i would argue that i'm enjoying it more because i like lost moving on <laughs> do you want to just start with thaisa because she kind of bookends our episode and i have next to nothing to say about her i feel like the thing that bothers me about this show sometimes is that there's always a character that they literally get basically what is an equivalent of one entire scene just drawn out for the entire episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's Taisa. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What happens with her uh, besides the young one, which I guess oh, yeah. is one that does reveal the Javi thing, but like yeah. really what is going on? We start the show, the episode with her mm -hmm. and then it ends up not doing anything in terms of this episode. Right. But, um, so she like what steals Jessica's car, breaks into her house, gets the file and then drives that car until no, she it's doesn't on empty. steal Jessica's car. She took her, her assistant's car. car. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, so she stole her assistant's car <laughs> to go to Jessica's, Jessica's house, house to find the file and, and then, then to drive until to drive all the way west. Did you get a chance to see where that was? No, it seemed like near the Great Lakes or something. Maybe uh, she's going west, uh, as one does. 
<laughs> we're going west. We- <laughs> Just like Fifel before her, she went yeah. west. <laughs> Shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, someone's going get, to get on me. Fifel. 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 Not Fifel. Fifel. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. what I mean... We finally meet Van, and the and and then it cuts to black. Ooh. So I mean, that's that's basically that's it. it. I mean, do you anything to say about a pen that transforms and takes the clothes off of women? Is if there, anybody wants to send me one, um, my address will be in the Discord. <laughs> How much do you want for this? <laughs> I will pay you to send. No, I won't. I will, I'm going to be honest. I will not pay you to send me a nudie pen. But if anybody has it in their heart, I'm an October birthday. I am a Libra with a Scorpio moon, and I would love a, a nudie pen. Just as a, <laughs> it's a gift. great. I'm gonna have to set up a PO box just for nudie well, pens. Well, listen, Matthias uh, has apparently never seen a nudie pen before. Isn't that right? No, I've never seen one of That's those. That's so cute. I don't think I've seen a pen that does anything of the sort like that. I, I have that one. I recall. Maybe. I have one from Niagara Falls that has the falls on it, and it's the little made of the mist ship. And when you rock it back and forth, it goes past the falls. Look, they really. They 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 had a whole insert shot for that whole thing. So what do you think? That pen coming back, or is that a we? What's the mystery of the pen? Oh, Shannon? maybe I wonder. I'm just kidding. No. I was totally Whoa, joking. No, because now I'm here. <laughs> See how easy it is to get me activated on like possible bullshit. Just like theory? lost. What was the? <laughs> well, no. Well, what if? Uh, what if you know the reason Taisa wants it is because of something that happened to her in her past. And I have no idea what that is because I didn't think about it at all. But now I'm going to think about it and I'll let you guys know if I have a better idea later. Great. So, yeah, she's disheveled. She's been driving all. The- Mostly it's her other personality doing all this, yeah. getting her to Van. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she gets to Van. I love that Van, though, is is uh, running a video shop, mm-hmm. keeping that video alive called While You Were Streaming. While we're watching this on a streaming network. <laughs> Just great. Just amazing uh, juxtaposition there. Uh, love old video shops. Uh, clearly, also um, giving the best of the '90s and 2000s, or uh, where you know when she was alive, because all the videos on the in the back mm-hmm. of her, like Mean Girls and Wayne's World, and and I can't remember all of them, like but you know, Varsity Blue or something. <laughs> yeah, Varsity Blue, yeah. Uh, like all the best best movies. Uh, I love it. I, I love thought the they were it. all kind of like they're like teen centric, also, right? Like high school teen. Centric movies. I mean, it could be not all of them. I don't think for specific. I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't get look it. at the list. It was I'm sorry. just like to give us a time frame of like yeah. what she like what this video store is like really into that retro style. Yeah. Um. Uh. I miss. There's a few good video stores in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Heart Video. Rest in peace. I believe they're rebuilding <laughs> called We Love Video. Uh. Uh. In some way, or some people have decided to rebuild a store mm-hmm. and call it. I don't know why the other one went out of business. They could have just rebuilt it. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Keep video live. That's great. I love it. So good for Van. <laughs> Though I will say those scars are looking a lot worse than they were when she was a. <laughs> so um, our chat literally just said, "Did you catch all the movie references at Van's rental place?" So our references there for every single character journey. If you can get that into the chat, we'll talk about it because I'm, I mean, I was sure. I just don't want to do the research. Like it was very clearly uh, uh, there was a lot of things going on with with yeah. what was on that. On that screen, and that's definitely for the Reddit users out there. <laughs> I was like, for I don't the, want it. What are they called? Internet detectives. Yes, the inter- the well, the citizens, citizen detectives. citizen detectives of the bureau, something like that. 
Okay, so get Agent African Grey on that. Yeah. Anything anything you want to say about Thaisa anymore? Besides, I don't have anything to say about I mean, right I do think that, like, her fighting with Van is a little bit like, come on. Like, we, we get it. She doesn't believe in the, yeah. the stuff, and, yeah. like, Van does. And I will say that we talked to... Uh, we were talking a little bit about it. There is a little bit of a juxtaposition how the divisions are happening with our teenage counterparts. Mm -hmm. But in this episode, the connections are being made in terms of the different teams, right? Mm -hmm. So for our, our adults, they are like, everyone's finding something that they can latch onto. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, Shauna with her family, uh, Misty with, Walter, mm -hmm. Nat with Lisa, you know, there's all these connections being made, whereas the younger counterparts are are kind of dividing, you mm -hmm. know, there's animosity there. So I don't know if there's anything else to be said besides that, you know, but right. um, I do love that it seems that everyone's finding some sort of connect connection. Mm -hmm. They're being honest, you know, and... um and the coming together of Thaisa and Van at the end kind of brings that whole kind of theme kind of together. We're finally getting yeah. people to to start believing in one another. I mm -hmm. should suppose. I suppose. Um, yeah. Who do you want to move on to next? Um, I have the next least about Shauna. Um. So I guess maybe Shauna. You're cool with that. Sure. The next least. Um. So. Ironically, two of my points actually are just things that tie into what other characters are going through in this episode. But I think it's of note. Um, we mentioned last episode that we really see Callie's like desperate for the truth and how teenagers want to feel connected to their parents and how there's so much that we can forgive about a person's wrongdoings if only they're vulnerable and honest with us. And I think the fact that Shauna took that leap, uh, I think she was kind of painted into a corner. I'm not sure she would have taken it naturally, but as soon as she finds our dead guy's burnt face in her daughter's condom drawer, she's like, I have to, you know, I have to come clean about what's going on. So I like that she just takes that beat and is like, cool, you want to know everything? Like, here's what's going on. Your dad's in on it too. And I really like that it resonates with Callie because she comes in closer to the end of the episode and like wants to maybe be a little more involved because that olive branch has been extended and she's accepting it. Kat, why are you batting at my foot? <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting development with this family. Something that we were hoping would kind of happen is like if if one of them is going to like clearly embrace the dark side of them, will the mm -hmm. rest of them kind of follow suit? Right. You know, uh, will Jeff, will Callie, will this become a family that, you know, kills together and sticks together? Right. And, the, you know, interesting stuff. Like, I don't know what they want to explore there. Uh, clearly by next episode, things are going to yeah. become a problem. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about why she would be honest with Callie, but the very beginning of the episode, she lies to Jeff. I think that honesty is a door that you have to constantly choose to open. It doesn't just stay open. So I think with Jeff, you know, she reverts back into that, like, walls up sort of mentality. And she's like, yeah, how lucky are we? And he just goes, lucky. And, you know, he has a, he has a really good understanding of who Shauna is. And he knows that she's not telling him the whole truth. 
because he saw like what she was about to do to this guy, but he's willing to accept the lie if that's what Shauna's ready to give him. And I think that's a really interesting relationship dynamic to deal with because like you both know you're lying, but you're both going to accept the lie because like that's where we are right now. But yeah, I think it's just because honesty is not a door that stays open on its own. You have to constantly choose to be just so raw and vulnerable all the time. I don't think it's just like, oh, everything's like open daisies now. But yeah, did you have a different idea on that? Not necessarily. I The only thing I could think of is there's a tactic go- in terms of telling Callie so that she can get the heat off of her from Jeff, you know, because now that she's told Callie and she reveals to Jeff that like, no, Callie knows. And now everything's about back into what, where she wants it to be and not in that. She's still hiding this part of herself, you mm-hmm. know, that she's still scared to like show people like how yeah, dangerous or whatever that she can be or the, the things that she wants, you know, her real desires, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, well, maybe just get this, off of me i don't know maybe and that's another thing too we know shame is so strong it's such a strong motivator and if there's still any parts of shauna that hold shame or fear or distaste for the darker parts of her just because she misses those dark parts and wants to lean into them doesn't mean that she doesn't also then feel like shame or guilt when she does so this just might also be another look at you know she's kind of constantly battling those two sides of her and she doesn't fit in kind of regardless of which side she plays into yeah. Do you, <laughs> Callie did mention that this is a little much, mom. Uh, did you think there was a plan in case that backfired on her? Or do you think that was just, was she just being um, a mom, a little much, you know? <laughs> uh, well, I would like to start with uh, the actress playing Callie nails fucking teenage energy. Like, a hundred percent. I mean, she's a teenager. How hard I, is I that? Don't, I'm just saying, like the the way that she, like the way she holds her body and like the way her tonality is. I'm like, you little shit. Um, I didn't even think to consider that there might be a plan B. I thought it might just be her, like. But yeah, why drive out into the middle of nowhere to there's tell a, your daughter? There's a weird way to do the confession where the first, at first she's kind of being a little sarcastic about it. Like, let me see how Callie's going to react first. And mm-hmm. then when she actually reacts, she's like, okay, no, no, like it is real. No, you know, and, but she's doing it so casually, mm-hmm. you know, and it is, I, there's a part where like Callie kind of has to walk away you know, she's dealing with a lot, obviously, but also you got to put distance between the person that is capable of killing someone. Yeah. But she also accepts it super quickly. I, I'm fine with, again, this family breaking bad together. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of want that. It is a little sus that she accepts it quickly, but also we accepted it. We're not, you know, right. as I said, we're, there's and so much. So that's what I'm wondering if like, if it's not Shauna that had the ulterior motive, right on my notes, all right. Uh, if, if it's not Shauna that has the ulterior motive, if it's Callie, that she's just trying to, like, gain trust from her mother to do I don't know what. But like I said in the last podcast we did, even though Shauna tells her the truth, I never expected Callie to come skipping in and become this, like, perfect daughter that no longer had issues with her mother, I don't believe that this one thing has just changed their relationship dynamic. So it would be interesting to see if Callie is, even if she doesn't follow up on it, but like if she thinks Callie now has an angle because she has this information. 
Yeah, I, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. There's no telling, right? It's we don't know until we know, I guess. Um, it's just it's just some interesting things. Sometimes it's they they do it in order to just move the plot forward. They sure. just make it casual and like a character accept something just because they can't they don't have time to like argue about it. We right. need to we need to keep the plot moving. And sometimes it's because yeah, the character's plotting something uh and they accept it, or it's because um the writer said something. They are they really are that accepting of it. Right. You know, that's all she wanted the whole time is that she wanted that right. honesty and now she got it and you know and now that and she that's what she sus- suspected now she's like well right i got what i wanted and this is this is the mom that i wanted you know now she's just being <laughs> now they're going to do some crazy things i don't know what this family's up to but uh clearly Shauna hasn't taught her the same knife skills because she's cutting those cucumbers uh, very Weak. poorly <laughs> uh, very dangerously i should say um Speaking of, uh, you know, people maybe being themselves, maybe not, you know, maybe having an ulterior motive. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about Misty. <laughs> it's Misty. <laughs> Why did I whisper it? I don't know. I was going to think of something else to just throw you off. Oh, no. And I was like, no, no, no. let's yeah. go back to Thaisa. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's, yeah, let's talk about Misty. The first thing that I thought was so cute is how hurt she was when she thought Walter just had an angle to get to know her because she was a yellow jacket. Mm-hmm. Girl had tears in her eyes in this car after like a day of knowing this man. And it's because we see how soft and invested in like, connecting to others that she's she's desperate to do that so the idea that someone's going to waltz into her life that they're obviously so clearly alike but ultimately he's just using her i saw her take that hit and i was like no this guy better not hurt her so i just thought that was a sweet moment i don't have anything more to elaborate on that i just want to draw attention to it but he is still he does have an ulterior motive Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We still think he is not who he says. Even though he says, like, yeah, I'm going to yell at Jack. He probably he, is. He knows. He's Something is up with I him. I don't know, man. Um, Again, I want nothing more than to be wrong in this and for this to be. I'm like, uh, same as Jana Robbins. I'm shipping this so hard. <laughs> the, the sequence with them, like, in sync doing everything the same i mean showing how much like they really are even when yeah. no one else is watching yeah. it's like okay so like and i i am starting to believe like he's he is who he says that, you know maybe he does love the musicals though i will note we don't see him seeing anything so that a real person would have you know like we would have we would have seen some evidence <laughs> that he actually knows the songs right not just has tapes of them right uh, uh well, are those crystals tapes or are they not? i'm just kidding I stop it i don't know <laughs> well i i like that she chooses evita and i think that cinderella except everyone is a train i think might be starlight express and just in case matias you're not familiar with that musical it's it's the only musical you know i said musical and not play because i know someone's gonna throw what xanadu in my face but starlight express is the only musical where the entire musical takes place on roller skates <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I think it might be Starlight Express. If anybody has other opinions, I was like racking my brain trying to figure out what fucking musical is there that is I even about I, trains. I swear I saw 
a TikTok of a guy on roller skates doing a musical on stage recently. Yeah. And it seemed like the whole stage was made up. And I don't know what the heck it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was recent. Incredible. Uh, yeah. So just continuing on our, our Walter bandwagon. Sure. Um, a note that I have is I hate because there's only there's only so many times you can convince yourself that something is coincidence. So for me. Yeah. So the fact that he just happens to be here, happens to do this, happened to do that. Oh, they're on their way to the compound. It happens to be Tuesday. He's like, oh, my God, what luck. I thought this might happen. There's an Airbnb. I'm like, you know, technically, if you're the type of person that you're saying that you are, maybe you did actually think about all this in advance. But also that. uh I know, come on, what luck. The fact that that also ties to Shauna and her husband earlier in the episode where she's like, how lucky are we? And he says, lucky. Like, they're acknowledging that lie. They're not lucky. Shauna went out and threatened to kill a man and got their van back. So it just, that same phrasing made me think again that when we see Walter in these episodes, he keeps pulling from like, dual-sided moments from other characters. He'll use, like, the same phrase that other characters are using. Like, last episode, it was, we're all hiding something. And we visited that theme throughout the episode. And now this is probably not as heavy or pertinent, but just that luck thing was a moment where they're lying to each other. And this is, I think, him lying. It's not luck. He knew. He knew it was a Tuesday. He knows where they're going, which leads me to believe that he does know the Yellow Jackets and there is something, like, bigger to his purpose. Yeah, I, there's, <laughs> Misty is not dumb. No. We know that she did her research. She tried to figure out who this guy was. And we know that she figured out his name. So we have to assume that she looked up that name. Right. And tried to figure, so she's not dumb. She already knows. It, what's really weird is like, I don't know what part of it is like Misty or what part of it is the writers or what part of it is like just actual like, just supposed to be like authentic thing they she asks like what is your deal you know mm -hmm. why do you make why do you not have a job you know he's like i'm a multi-millionaire right. like you remember that lawsuit you know you, i could show you the video we don't see that video shannon no we do not uh, he has a cover story ready to go and we do not see that video but like if it was such a very big thing, just like she's a yellow jacket, you know, mm -hmm. and there was video evidence of it. And when she looks up this person's name, what do you think is going to pop up? Right. I, I honestly don't know. Because, well, going back to maybe what your headcanon was, was if he's working for someone, you know, when people go on like to catch a predator, they have whole backstories. Oh, and, like, no, I, think this, I think it's all laid out. Right. Yeah. I just don't understand like why, like what if that's the thing. As much as I think that she's or he's playing her, mm -hmm. she is probably just as likely playing him playing back, back. You know, because she should already know some of these things if right. she did her research. Right. You know, if she's not a stupid girl and if she did like look into if she has his name, then she at least knows these little bit of things. Right. So her You're asking right. those questions is more of her like poking at him mm -hmm. to see if he can understand his cover story. Right. She doesn't need to see the video. She's already seen it. Right. You know? Right. And if that video is planted or not, we don't fucking know. Right. But, and do we even actually ever see his face really? Or was it just like a figure? Yeah. And did they just use it? Right. And again, I don't think at this point, my theory last, 
week was maybe FBI or something, right? Mm-hmm. He's after her in official capacity. I don't believe that anymore. I do think he's still after her. Mm-hmm. I do think he's just a citizen detective. Yeah. He might just turn out to be like, no, I'm a good one and I'm going to get you, mm-hmm. you know? And so in that sense, some of these things can be true. Yeah. You know, maybe he did win it. So all these kind of things. I just, we can't trust him until we trust him. Right. right? And there's going to be a moment somewhere in the season where we're going to find out whether or not he is who he says he is and whether she can actually trust him, whether they, I don't know, kill someone together or like he's around or she actually confronts him. It's, it's coming. Yeah. I just don't know what I, you know. I agree. (laughs) And it keeps tying into... The thing I was excited about last week with the short Sherlock and Moriarty comment that he makes, we're seeing that they are, really are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, who, which one of them is Moriarty? Um, but also, a little side note, uh, I think it's the, the Magus, the Magus, whatever book uh, Coach Ben is reading. Sure. I I googled what the book was about because <clears throat> on Lost I know sometimes they would push books as like Easter eggs, but other times they would push books because like their friend was releasing a book and they wanted to like move books off the shelf. So take that for what it's worth. But here's what that book is about. <clears throat> Nicholas, our main character, is disillusioned with life, tries to commit suicide, and then gets a job. He goes to a Greek island and meets a millionaire who ends up putting him through a series of like psychological games almost uh, like everyone in his reality is playing a part and they're the end goal is to see if you can experience humiliation and trauma and still be like kind and forgiving and still build human relationships. It comes out that this millionaire is obviously not who he says he is. He's actually a doctor and he's masquerading as a doctor who actually died years and years ago. So it's a facade on top of a facade that this person's journey throughout the book is just peeling back these layers of what his reality is presenting as, which I think is really interesting because the first thing I thought about obviously was Misty and Walter, but now I'm thinking that it might even envelop possibly like what the Yellow Jackets are going through in the woods not saying it's a social experiment but if that book is a nod to anything that's happening that would add a darker layer of like the enemy is other people like it's always been people so i would just be interested to see if that ever comes back into play or if it was just a shot of a book cover because it looked cool but i mean if there are themes within you again you bring up loss but loss is not the only one to put like a book Or put Easter eggs. <laughs> Meanwhile, our chat is like breaking down all the other Easter eggs from the like list of movies in the background and what they could mean in terms of our character arcs and stuff. Like, yes, when you put something written anymore and any time in a show nowadays, someone is going to look at it. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to freeze frame and they're going to figure out what does that mean. Right. So you got to know what you're putting in there. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a mystery box thing. This is also a Marvel thing because <laughs> you know when yeah. they start doing things, no, you're right. you, you gotta like any number if it has th one thirteen or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, uh, then someone's gonna be like, "Oh, that's a reference to the n- name number <laughs> when they were uh, yeah. uh, you know in college together." We get it, right? Mm-hmm. There's definitely a theme going on there. Yeah who what characters or who it's supposed to play out for 
Is it just something that he is struggling with, right? Is this being done to me? Am I supposed, am I surrounded by humiliation and all this kind of stuff? And this is what I'm right. like dealing with as he's thinking of his significant other, mm-hmm. you know, and finding the the fact that, again, he has no history. Same things, I feel like the things that we were dealing with last week when he mm-hmm. was having this thing. Do you think that's, again, let, do you think that's actual flashback? Or do you think that's him imagining what should be happening? Oh, I, th- I thought it might be an actual flashback. I, that's the thing. is like we went to flashbacks and then there was one scene where it was like, this is what he wished would have happened. Yeah. And so I don't know if we're still in flashback or if we're in yeah. his like, now he's in dream world trying to like think right. of like, I'm living with this guy now and I'm finding his things, you know? And, you know, he has a history. I don't have a history. He's still struggling with the fact that he never came out. It's like, we get it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't want no, to be insensitive okay. about that. No, but like, that's, that's not what you're being like, insensitive about. Like, it's like Coach Ben's whole thing is, yeah, I guess, you know, you're stuck in the woods with these murderous little girls and you're still somehow on the moral high ground because you refuse to eat a teenager. And now you're just looking at all your life choices and how you ended up here. And I think it's totally understandable that he would go back to the last time that he felt most anchored, which was probably with his partner. Yeah. Well, props to him for standing up to Mari. I know we don't have Mari's Mar- going to eat him. Mari's not one of our uh, named characters, but maybe we should start having a section for her. Cause to me, I know, I know everyone is hating on Callie right now, but like Mari is the most annoying one to me. <laughs> she is oh, like, I like Mari. <laughs> she is just like, like aggressive and mm-hmm. like co- confrontational for no, absolutely no reason. In my opinion, uh, just being, well, I mean, I guess, Again, cabin fever. Yeah. She's hearing dripping. So I guess, you know, some things drive you crazy. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, good on him for standing up to Mari and being like, what are you going to do? You're going to eat me? Call him out. Go ahead. You know what? <laughs> this is the first time I had any respect for him, but I still didn't think he was going to do shit. He no, because he's not. He needs to wrangle. I don't. Okay. Maybe it's just Sit because down. I'm a 36 year old. Sit down. 36 year old man. And if I was stuck. In the wilderness, in a cabin with all these teenagers, missing leg or no, I would be wrangling the hell out of them. You would there be is no lunch, fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. I would not. I would hope not. But but he would be. <laughs> I just don't. Unfortunately, then well, that's the problem. If he doesn't try and wrangle them up, he's going. He's yeah. He's he's gonna. Yeah. Even the look on Mark. Who's getting? Here's the thing, though. I still wonder if those visions. Those drip, the dripping things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. means Mari might be next. Again, that's my theory. It's like something is telling her, like something is driving her crazy and maybe she's next. I don't know why. That doesn't make any sense. But like, I don't know if it's going to be Ben or mm-hmm. her. I want it to be Ben. One of these two, <laughs> one of these two ben. are going first, I think, you know? Well, what's the theory that like Mari's pit girl? No, no, no. I think the theory is still that, oh God, I don't know. We've gone from like, Lisa being pit girl mm-hmm. to uh maybe like Lottie. Pr- I don't know. There's there's because it's a brunette girl in a pit. So if you look at our cast of brunettes, there's only two girls now that are brunettes. It's well, Lottie the other and- the other thing is like we there's the theory on Nerdist about the c- playing cards, right? And what the Queen of Hearts with Lottie means. Oh yeah, what the with heck? the with the scratched out eyes, and if that becomes like the sorry the lot system you know when you draw lots right 
um, and maybe the playing cards. We already know that they use playing cards mm-hmm. possibly to do chores, right? Misty draws the four, so she has to go out and um, uh, get water, mm-hmm. you know, in, in an earlier episode, in the first episode, I think, right? And so does the playing cards in the Queen of Hearts has certain significance because of, you know, like, what does that mean if they start drawing lots for things, right? Who's the mm-hmm. next one to be sacrificed kind of situation, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember this. Again, Nerdist has a really good article about this, and that's why I'm bringing it up. They said something about the Queen of Hearts. They had found the deck of cards, but the Queen of Hearts was missing. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's that's significant, right? And so also we learned about the Queen Bees last week, you mm-hmm. know? And so... This is this is interesting. So why don't we move on to Lottie and figure out what her fucking visions mean? I have, <laughs> and I have what's one going more on just super cute note about Misty. Well, yeah, we didn't. Yeah. I I missed uh, Walter's name because it didn't make me think. Oh, I should look that up. But her saying Lady Malawan. Do you did you know who that was? I'm sure it has something to do with the musical. You know, not a bad guess, but <laughs> apparently it's Agatha Christie. And it's her title after her husband received knighthood. What a nerd. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> God, these two belong together. Seriously, please I'm like, stay please together. don't be evil. Like, they need to figure out. You know out. that he heard that and he... He, he popped he a smiled, boner. Though. He's... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I try and keep things PG here. And she oh, keeps is it with, is it with all my fucks that's super PG? We passed the PG fuck count, right? It's like one. Sure. I mean, like podcasts have different rules, but. (laughs) Pop the boner. Get in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all I have for Misty. Moving on to Lottie. Her bullshit. Uh, Lottie is dealing with her visions again. She's going to. I almost. Okay. Here's the scary thing about Lottie. Tell me. As much as we are in the wilderness being like, okay, is it supernatural? Is it coincidence? Even the group has that struggle, right? Mm-hmm. What is happening is probably just coincidence. You're not going to tell me that this <laughs> is not something that the showrunners want. I don't know what is happening, right? But Lottie's visions are becoming increasingly more dangerous because they're get, getting to the point where we cannot distinguish when she's having them and when that she's not. Mm-hmm. There is no... When Thaisa has something, there's like a little visual ticks that we kind of know what Thaisa is going through, right? When Lottie's having these visions, though, and as they're increasingly coming back, earlier on, we know, we understand it's a vision. It's a clear, like, dream kind of sequence thing. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) The cars are going crazy outside of us. That was just a weird sound just now. You probably didn't hear that, but that was, they're always racing outside. Our streets in LA. You know, Fast and Furious was just a true story. <laughs> um, Lottie's visions are becoming increasingly so dangerous because we there's no visual things in this current, in her present timeline mm-hmm. that shows when she's having them. Right. To the point where, like, I almost wasn't sure if that therapist was real. <laughs> like, I, because you don't know. No, Because you I don't never know. know yeah. Right? When she's looking at the, the, affirmations and Mm -hmm. like the card happens there's nothing to tell you that like that's happening there like it just happens yeah they're they're encroaching on her real world the same way that the the bees did and the same way that it happened when she was messing with travis which is why she doesn't want that to happen again right right because she 
killed Travis, I think. Yeah. We talked about it. Yeah. You asked, like, what did she mean that when she said it can't happen like last time? Was it yeah. that? And I was like, yeah, it, it probably was. Oh, no. Oh, so what I asked was, what does she mean in reference to, did she mean last time as in when they were in the woods or last time as in when she killed Travis? Travis? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is I think it's the last time that she doesn't want to happen. I think she hasn't had visions until Travis. Right. So if her visions are getting bad, I thought maybe she meant like, it can't happen like last time. I can't go back. But I, but yeah, that's why I asked you. Honestly, I think both are, both are relevant guesses because she either is aware that the Travis thing is she can't go back to that or all the weird shit that's happening to her in the fucking woods. Like she doesn't want to go back to that like terror either. That's the thing is like this poor girl from every, every scene we start watching from now on, Mm -hmm. it's going to be, especially with Lottie younger or older is going to be a question of, is that real? Did that really happen? Like what is real and what isn't? Because there are still elements of real things happening. Mm -hmm. She's not, experiencing them like Thais is where it's like out of body. Like she's not there and it's a wholly different person. Right. And she's blacking out. Yeah. She is living. Things are actually happening that she's remembering. Yeah. You know, it's just happening differently. I liked with the bees, like we just mentioned that there's really not an indicator of when she's like tripping balls or not. And I liked with the bees, the little, what are you hissing at? You came up here. Oh, is it the dog? Okay. Anyway, um, with the bees, we saw all the blood and all the, like, ridiculousness that she picked up with her hands. And then in the next shot, we saw, like, a little bit of her fingers and there was no blood on it. So it's like, oh, that shows us immediately that something is wrong. Um, Or the little thing that you picked up. I know this is a different scenario, but Jackie's dead. And you notice that they didn't add breath to her because she's a dead body so i feel like maybe if we're more cognizant of it there might be little things that we can pick up on that show us if we're really grounded in reality or not but you just have to know like where and when to look for them and i feel you're right lottie is now i feel like everyone on the show is such an unreliable narrator because they all have secrets but lottie is now an even more chaotic version of that because with these visions that are so grounded in her day-to-day reality that takes us for a ride too where we don't know what we can trust because every time we're with Lottie, we're like, you tripping or is this is this happening? Am I taking this for like what you're saying it is? So I think that's really hard. But maybe we can start being mindful of the added uh, breath air or the added blood. Yeah, again, I just don't I, I don't know. We're, we're just it's just something to take notice of like we can never truly trust like what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and like where like it, even she can't seem to trust, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening. And, it, and it's going to be dangerous for her. It's going to be dangerous for us. It's going to be dangerous for others. And also it kind of gives the like writers a cop out, which is annoying to me because they can mm-hmm. always be like, well, that didn't really happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, just something to to pay attention to is like we are never going to fully and then anything that happens or does happen with Lottie people like to take her at her word mm-hmm. and like we don't know like what is actually right like what these things are going to mean or if they're actually going to come true anything mm-hmm. like that right um, do you want to talk about Lorley comes back we have a little vision of her in a shopping mall mm-hmm. very 90s i guess yeah <laughs> and we have that little nod to the fact that like lottie shoplifts and i also think that 
I think this shines a light on the fact that Lottie really was traumatized by Lara Lee's untimely departure because she sees the plane, she sees the little bear, she has this hatch. Lara Lee's the one that like pushes her almost back into her body. And I think that that was a traumatic experience because Lottie and her were bonding in the first season and then well, she was taken away. Yeah, and well, she's still traumatizing her 25 years later. Right, 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 you know? <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Uh, so it's still a thing. It's still going strong. Laura Lee, I think, is just the image that whatever this wilderness is has taken on. Much like, I was going to make a lost reference. I won't. Oh my god! Uh, so it's it's I that has to be it. I mean, because otherwise they wouldn't be following her like all these years. You know, like mm-hmm. whatever. The mystery is still going on for them for some reason, yeah. right? We, we're never going to learn the essence of what's ever happening on the wilderness. I think they're going to have to get back there. Like you said, we're going to have to... We have to go back. We have to get all the group there by the fifth season or whatever, however many seasons they want to do the show. better not be that fucking long. Uh, <laughs> it, Respectfully. They, had, they need to figure out something and then things need to change about how they're telling the story because it's yeah. so... It's so frustrating sometimes but yeah i think it's unfortunately like whatever she's dealing with it's still happening Mm -hmm. and they're not we're not going to get the answers to a lot of these questions until the end right but i do think it has something to do with that laurely is the wilderness Mm -hmm. and is is talking to her in some capacity uh that said you put a deep cut in your hand girl that was that was yeah, she right. went for she it. lost a lot of blood. So again, coincidence? Probably. <laughs> She's dealing with some things and uh it just came out in these visions because she lost a exactly. lot of blood. Exactly. A hundred percent. And she was yeah. hypothermic, apparently. Yeah. You know? But um I guess the the next little point I would like to make happens a little later when she cuts her hand for the second time in the episode, but this time as an adult. Mm-hmm. And um I like that she asks, can this just be enough, please? Because it reminds me of something another character says earlier in the episode, not Walter this time, but when Sean is trying to talk about her uh, wilderness trauma to Callie, she says the same thing. Like, you know, maybe maybe eventually I'll be able to share with you, but for now, can this just be enough, please? Mm -hmm. She says the same thing. And... I I guess didn't think much further than that. It's just something that I really caught because I'm noticing we spend a lot of times like something we say early in the episode comes back around in a different character's story and I think ties together like things that are happening. Um, I think for Callie and for the wilderness, it's not going to be enough. And that's sort of what led me to think that maybe Callie has an angle. Sure. But uh, just an interesting thing that, you know, two characters said the exact same thing. Well, what's really weird about that moment is like, I do know people want to get onto us about like, yeah, it's in upstate New York and it's not in the wilderness. I like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. she, the compound or the cult or the the camp is definitely close to civilization. It's not right. far out there. It's not in the wilderness. It's not the same place. Like, we get it. But what makes this stump so significant, right? What makes it like? Why is she? sack doing this here Mm -hmm. you know in this place right Mm -hmm. like did she bring this over was this a shrine that she 
erected here first before building out the rest of the compound, you know? And like, I, like, I don't know like how old this thing is. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know why this is significant. Has this been encroaching from the wilderness before? Like, did they, in the nineties, they let something out and now it's wanting more, you know? I, I don't know. So there, there's clearly a connection here mm-hmm. in this compound to the wilderness mm-hmm. or to something. I don't know exactly what that is, but like whether or not, I know it's not the wilderness, mm-hmm. but you might as well call it like the same mm-hmm. because whatever. That, what I just had a wild hair spring out of me. I'm going to need you to. You should shave that and I'm, get that taken care I'm of. I'm going to pluck it so it doesn't come back, but I'm going to need everyone listening to just put your seatbelt on. This is going to sound insane. I'm going to say it because it just made my heart rate increase. What if mm-hmm. in the wilderness, mm-hmm. they sacrifice Shauna's baby and that placates the wilderness maybe for 25 years? <laughs> that's the, and that's now 25 number. years later, because Lottie says she hasn't had a vision in 25. 20- in decades. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the last time she had visions was probably like around the time of the wilderness, maybe a little bit post. But now, why is she having visions again? Why now? What if Pit Girl is Lisa because they have to sacrifice Nat's daughter as a way to placate like the wilderness now? I told you it was crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, we don't. <sighs> The we the thing with <laughs> the thing with that first scene, the thing with Pit Girl is always gonna come back to the fact that we did see Misty. That's the only character we oh, saw. Fuck. Okay. And it was young Misty. Damn. As far as I remember, I recall, right? Uh-huh. That doesn't mean that it can't be like fudged later or it was like a representation of like their younger selves, oh. you know. Whatever it was gonna like ah, that <laughs> this is what sucks about like putting this thing they better have a plan for this uh because there's definitely if you're going to put this at the beginning of the show it's mm-hmm. always going to be harken back to over hanging like the rest of the series which is why everyone's always wondering like who the, is the antler queen what mm-hmm. is when is this going to come to fruition this is the thing that you want us to latch on to very first thing mm-hmm. right whatever it was that they were doing was was <laughs> apparently doing something for them or for the wilderness and like, yeah, like what is it? I just want to know what this like connection is and like why it's here. (laughs) Why is it in New York and what's going on? Like what does the show want to be about? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. All right. Uh, With, with that gentle segue, we can talk about Nat now. Great. Um, with young Nat, um, I have a, a couple comments on her. My first, passing comment is that she does have a really aggressive reaction like against Lottie generally and I just wonder why that is because at first read I thought like it was the whole Travis thing but I don't think it's just Travis like this isn't just about a boy there's something fundamentally about the two of them and is it because like Lottie is more of the faith path and she is more of the reason path that they don't mix because, like, Thaisa doesn't agree with Lottie, but she's not out here, like, challenging her to fucking piss-offs. You know what I mean? Nat is the one that's always, like, ready to try to call Lottie out on her shit. And I just wonder where that aggression comes from in her. 
that she like feels the need to attack that sort of presence because we see Lottie like cowering by the window, looking super uncomfortable. It's not like she asked for the position, asked for the power, asked for people to like believe in her or follow her. She's just kind of doing things that make sense to her. And I just wonder why Nat is always so aggressively just against anything Lottie. Do you have any opinions on that? I mean, like, I think that when people, Lottie has gone through some traumatic things in her life and she's already kind of of started to deal with her own kind of demons. And whenever you do that, there's a lot of things that people try to explain or, or I guess, diagnose Mm-hmm. You know, when they're going through something for the first time and they're trying to, like, find multiple reasons for these kind of things, like, spiritually and uh, or or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and when someone has gone through something and they're like, no, this is, it's just this. There's yeah. no other explanation for it, you know? When someone tells you that, like, oh, you might have this thing, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I didn't know that it existed. Right. I thought I was just fucking crazy you know what i'm saying like like there's this idea that's like it's like you're trying to you're searching for things that like don't exist that doesn't that's not real Mm -hmm. like you're you're making things up what is real is the fact that like this there's food out there and i need to like go get it and you're Mm -hmm. making it about like the tea because i'm not doing this thing it's that's not like when the more (laughs) i guess I, this is not a statement I want to say, but I'm going to say it because I don't know any other way to say it. I guess the more trauma that we, we deal with in life, the more grounded we become. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Um, and I don't know if that's a true statement. I just feel like that's what I'm reading from it, you know? So I don't want to say it a little more. What what does that mean? Like the more, like, cause when we are, I, I guess when we deal with things, like we become more, and the trauma, we become pessimistic, we become realistic, you know, like we try to, we become, when we become victims, we try to understand what that means, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't want to make it about something else. We don't want to make it about like, no, this was, because people always want to say platitudes, like, oh, this was meant to happen. Yeah. Or like, this was, uh, there's a reason for everything. It's like, no, this is just what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we become so centered on like what the facts are and what is real and not what the platitudes are like mm-hmm. you were going to be okay or all this kind of stuff because we have to be yeah because we have to make sense of these things i'm sure there's more to say about that but i think that's just what who nat is mm-hmm. as a person it's not really she's again we see that they are connected at the end they have yeah. this connection that they deal with She's not against Lottie, per se. She doesn't mm-hmm. hate Lottie. She's just wants, she doesn't want to go crazy with the rest of these people. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. So, I, I don't think know. Um, now, completely stepping away from that, like, beautifully grounded statement, here's my hypothesis. Uh, <laughs> I like that we see Nat encounter this moose in the last episode, fire at it, miss. She finds it again, and she loses it again. And I love that, not because I like to watch Nat fail, but because if we're having fun with this show as more of a mystery box, like something bigger is at play, and not just, of course, six girls in the snow were not about to pull this fucking moose out of ice water. 
It's yeah, almost, you need some leverage. Just so you know, you need like yeah. you need a pulley system well, and like I would have tied anyway, the rope around a different thing. part. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost like Nat is so resistant to whatever magic the the wilderness has to offer, and therefore the wilderness is against her. Like she goes out and hunts, can't find game for months. She lies in the last episode that Javi's dead. Javi comes back. She finds this moose that can feed them for months. The moose sinks into the ice water. And it's all Nat-centric. And she is the most adamant about being against, like, whatever Lottie's trying to tap into the mysticism of the wilderness. And I think it would be interesting to see if there ever is a point where she comes around into more of the ritualistic, whatever Lottie's doing, if she starts to see more success. Like, if she would drink the blood tea, would she actually find game? And then what does that mean for our narrators? And is there still something interesting going on? But just something I noticed that the wilderness is not being great to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's, <laughs> again, I, you know, I don't know. If, again, I want to believe that's the wilderness or if it's just all coincidence. I love speculating I don't and I don't being know, wrong. I don't know what the point of like giving that moose, putting it in the water and like having it get away from her again, like showed, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, a, I, I, I don't know, but never mind. No, know. say it. But. I don't know if it, if, if it is still <laughs> uh, a vision or sign of fertility, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Uh, exactly. But I, I know but I, I was thinking know. that too. What would it mean? hundred <laughs> percent, but we don't know. But uh, that said, do we, do you, do we still think where are we on is Lisa Nat's daughter? Where are you on that? I mean, I'm down because I just said that Lisa's pit girl because it's Nat's daughter. Um, did they find a bug? I don't know. Our dogs went off into. Well, again, we're explaining things to just <laughs> <laughs> just ignore it. They'll okay, go away. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm on board with Lisa being. Nat's daughter because I don't have anything else to go on and I think that's the most fun theory right now I also think we put them into the a situation makes with sense. her mom yeah the way that they're dealing with things right with her mom which we don't know is her actual mom could it's be adopted mom what uh actual mom just like like her birth mom we're talking about like the other mom I, I'm saying like her, the mom that we go visit yes we don't know if that's her birth mother yes, or her adopted it could mother could be yes and um, doesn't seem to struggle with and has different feelings with the the things that her daughter is dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, these things are usually, forgive me if I'm wrong, genetic? Can be, A yeah. lot of times. For sure. You know, if you're dealing with depression, this, these are things you can pass down, mm-hmm. you know, n- unknowingly, right? And these two characters are together and they are definitely well connected in the mm-hmm. things that they're dealing with and the traumas that they're dealing with right there's there's something that lisa is struggling with that she can't find a connection with her mom on like her mom just will not understand because she's never had to deal with it and the only person that is understanding her right now is nat mm-hmm. and that makes sense and like how i it's i know it's a stretch mm-hmm. for it to be like her daughter right but it's there's there's definitely like a reason for this person to be around. Yeah. You know? Now I'm gonna be very honest. I still don't I still don't know that I like it. 
And that's not because I don't like Nat or Lisa or the idea. It's just kind of because like we're already dealing with Shauna being pregnant. So I'm going to need them to have some really strong writing to like show me how Lisa would come into play with this as Nat's daughter. But it's fun as fuck to theorize on because you're right. Even like looking at facial features, uh, Lisa doesn't necessarily emulate her mother that we meet Mm -hmm. uh, physically. And we don't see a dad. We don't see dads in any of the pictures. So we don't know if like maybe she looks like the dad instead. But still, just like nose differences, face shapes, like body even a little bit. They don't look very much alike. And it makes sense to me that Lottie would keep track of this person. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like that she wouldn't let it go. That it would be in Lottie's comment. It's it's not so much of a coincidence. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, it's something that it just to me makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, why do you but think yeah, the, she had such a, why do you think, I apologize, Nat had such a strong reaction to Sybil kind of like shitting on Lisa's experience? Do you think it's just because Nat's been depressed and knows what it's like to struggle? Or do you yeah, think it reminds they, her of her home of life? Of course, or? and they have a beautiful discussion about it later on, like a real discussion that's mm-hmm. not about like fixing it or doing this. It's just, this is what you're dealing with and you don't mm-hmm. feel like it today. I don't know, maybe tomorrow, but it's not today. I'm not going, and yeah. that's what it is. Like even Lisa earlier on says, "Well, like I, of course I don't. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be rid of it. Like it's a forever thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is as far as I have understood it or experienced it. Like when when it comes to like addiction or uh, trauma or things that we go to, um, like." kind of the thing, the hangups and the hurts and the habits that we have that we are struggling with, Mm -hmm. um, which is a a 12 steps kind of thing. Like we learn that these are things that we are never, there's no solving it, Mm -hmm. right? This is a weird thought, but I remember like having um, like arguments with people who hated The Last Jedi because <laughs> because Luke Skywalker like well he already he already defeated the dark side you know what I'm saying like yeah. he got he got over it. he became like who he was like in the la- in like 30 years ago he was like he was fine you mm-hmm. know like he 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 leveled up you know right. and people for some reason still have that thing with like depression or suicidal thoughts yeah. like well no like you you beat it you did it you beat it you leveled up it's you like, don't nope. no longer have to deal with that Wrong. like that enemy is no longer hard for you right it's right. like no that sticks around forever you know this struggle this idea and you know i'm sorry luke skywalker still struggles with it right you know he he struggled with it and he failed yeah and he exiled himself you know and <laughs> i know it's a weird nerdy thing to to bring up right now but that is that is the stuff i love that that she voiced that mm-hmm. and this is a forever thing we don't yeah and you know and that nat could add on to that like it it's not today and maybe not tomorrow but it's gonna you know yeah. it's going to keep coming back but like that connection and that ability to like say like when we are happy and when we're not and to admit to it you know mm-hmm. to be able to keep moving forward yeah yeah beautifully said and uh, as far as death is considered, I am incredibly nervous for that goldfish that Nat had in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do that. That goldfish is dead. That goldfish uh, <laughs> is dead. It has water poisoning or like whatever the fuck fish get from being in the wrong type of water. That fish is 
has traumatized. Now has traumatized something chat, else. What's the significance of the 14th gilly? Because I did not catch that one. That's the 14th <laughs> fish she's had. So that's gilly. So you have oh, like. Oh, so she's killed a lot of fishes. I mean, fish don't live long. I had the only reason I think that is because I had a friend that their family had Sam's. So like Sam one was a golden retriever. They're on Sam three right now. That to me is super fucked up because like I would never have a Madigan two ever in my life. That seems really weird to me, but like maybe for a goldfish kind of funny. So like the 14th Gilly is that's the 14th fish that they've named Gilly and now they have. Could be something deeper, but I I feel like it's probably just <laughs> hey, that. That was a reference to like a, a book or something. I mean, fuck, maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, Chat is great. And they brought up the fact that Walter is a pseudonym for Michael Crichton. So mm, I don't know. So again. Wait, uh, I don't understand that reference. Michael Crichton being an author and then he used a pseudonym and the Walter name. Uh, oh, the full and name. so, okay. So cute. again, is he who he says he is? Probably not. Oh, and that's why he popped the boner when she did the same thing. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I've had wine today. Um, All right. So I think think that wraps up Nat for me then, too. I don't have anything else to say about Nat. No clue about the 14th Gilly. Chat has failed us. Chat, do you like my idea of the 14th Gilly? (laughs) No, that makes sense. Validate me. Uh, Except it's a goldfish, not a, a... Gilly fish. I don't know if that's a real thing. There's oh, are a, there there's gilly fish? There's go- there I'm be. sorry, I'm thinking of goalie. Uh, go- what the heck is the... <laughs> <laughs> Chat! <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. My brain, it's late. Um, and I did not have surgery. Uh, <laughs> some other people... <laughs> Average goldfish can no, live, like, 20 the, years? The- yeah, but what about, like, domesticated goldfish? Those motherfuckers do not years? live 20 years. That's bullshit. You liar. I've never heard that. I need that. proof. <laughs> <laughs> they can't even remember what they had for breakfast. How long do goldfish live? <laughs> He's looking it up on Google. Oh, my God. Goldfish have a lifespan of 10 to 15 years, with some varieties living up to 30 years provided with proper care. Unfortunately, many goldfish do not reach their lifespan potential due to inadequate housing conditions. Chat. Okay, well, we, let's not antagonize the few people that have, hey, have no, chosen Hey, no, I love you guys, <laughs> but get your... F- hey, no, just kidding. I do love you guys. All right. <laughs> Well, um, she'll hear about this later, I'm sure. We can, <laughs> y'all can talk to her later when we do the Q&A. Um, so, looking forward to next episode, unless you well, have no, anything no, no, no. to... Well, we do, I think... Um, let's 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 figure out. So, we... Uh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I feel like so there's something... I already have all the checks. Yeah, yeah. So, we covered yeah, all the characters. No, you took some notes. Like, yeah, Matias has stopped taking notes, and it's because I think he's less invested in this show than The Last of Us. And you want to know why? It's because it's a mystery box show, and you can't sit here and actually like have answers. No, because <laughs> as soon as I say something, TikTok's going to be like, nah, uh, uh. Okay, well, TikTok. You didn't say the magic word. I love Nuh-uh. you, but fuck you. And that makes it not as fun when people are like, oh, you have a conspiracy that's maybe wrong? Yeah, let me be wrong 22 times. That's the fun of like watching a show like this. I'm not watching this for the deep, deep writing or the deep character analysis like I was for The Last of Us. You're watching this show because you don't know what the fuck is going on. And I like episode by episode trying to like figure out what the possibilities are. Mm -hmm. It's so agitating. (laughs) Okay, so the only thing I want to ask is do you think... What what do you what's going on with Javi? 
I think he was snatched, and I think we're going to meet. You think he was snatched? <laughs> I, for anyone that's not watching this live, I wish. Watch uh, this on YouTube so you can see his face. He just clutched his pearls, his imaginary pearls. Yes, I think. No, I think he ran off. And he doesn't want to be here. These girls are fucking nah, crazy. No, bro, why is he catatonic? He doesn't oh know they're crazy. God. He doesn't that's even a, know they ate someone. Is, he, is two months long enough for you to be, like, to go into wilderness wild feral mode? Has he become feral? I think he was snatched. Sure. And we're going to, perhaps not soon, but we're going to meet another antagonist. No, that can't be true because if that's true, <laughs> then, okay, what are these, then what are these girls dealing with 25 years later? It's not, uh, no, I can't. I can't. That's fine. I can't get behind that. I that's don't like, mind. that's such a weird, because like if that's true, then like everything we're seeing is so, like a. So you think Javi, so okay, he's not snatched. You think. I think he's feral. On his own choice. Yeah. He what, got lost in the woods and had to turn feral? I think he stumbled upon either these hot springs or these, this bunker or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and he's been living in kind of seclusion and kind of by himself he has his own kind of cabin of fever mm -hmm. and but he's had to but he can't fend for himself so he's had to keep going back and like stealing food and doing sure. whatever and why did like he that. leave his brother then to just live by himself dude like he's these girls were crazy they were going crazy the last time i think he's they he thought his brother was gone or something like i don't think he understood he's the youngest out of all of them, he's not even their age. Like, he was just along for the ride. Like, I think he's... Oh, I didn't remember that big of an age script. Yeah, yeah, well, he's just the younger brother. He's right. just He's just the, like, they're the both the sons of the coach who died. Right, right. And, like, I don't think he's even... Maybe, if anything, he's, like, a freshman or something. Yeah. But, like, he's, he's, he's probably, like, middle school age when they, that first happened. You know, if anything, middle school to... Early freshman, you know, like he's not, everyone else is senior juniors, you know yeah. what I'm saying? This is upperclassmen. I, we're going to, that's the thing is, whatever I say is going to be disproved next episode because sure. there's someone's going to, something's going to happen. Yeah. That's the thing about doing these shows when yeah. we're like trying to like figure it out as we go through. I don't think there's anything I can give here. Right. But. But your your headcanon is that he he's crazy it, that it's the choice he he's made gone the feral. choice I don't, I, to, he made a choice to leave to leave he found a place to stay and he's gone crazy and he's gone crazy uh, and I think that he was possibly snatched because I don't think he could have survived for two months by himself even if he was coming back to shit in our buckets and steal our food piece by I mean, piece. I you mean, know, listen, last time they were around, like this, they were going almost feral themselves. You know, they were basically about to rape. Travis, yeah. Sorry, trigger warning. I didn't mean, but the and he was scared out of his mind because these girls were, yeah, like literally going feral themselves. And yeah. he, 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 what, what does he do? And he doesn't know how to fend for himself. He doesn't know what to do. He find he somehow stumbles upon something. Mm -hmm. He is scared shitless of these girls. As soon sure. as he sees them, he like runs off. He doesn't share this information with them. He doesn't know who they are. Or what's going? On. I don't think he even knew what happened to his brother. Mm. You know, I think there's a whole lot there. That's so it was like, like fight or flight, and he just ran and has been trying to do the best he could by himself. Yeah, and I mean, you already deal with. Remember, they're in a traumatic experience just having crashed in this place in the first place. Sure. Like, he doesn't know how to deal with this or what to do with it. Of course, we can look at it, at it and as a group or in hindsight, we can figure things out as we go along because we have this, mm -hmm. like, group mentality. But without that, 
like what is what is going on with these people? Where am right. I? What you know? What I'm saying like he's de- he's dealt with a lot. I feel for Javi. And have you seen the conspiracy theorists that are like, is what's his fucking name? Is the guy actually Javi? The Shauna kills. We. What do you mean? In in, uh, uh, in like mean adult Adam? time? Yeah. N- no. I've just. I'm. I'm not saying that I agree with it. I'm just saying that I was Again, like that doesn't make any sense to me. But it the, has to be acknowledged because it's been on our TikToks. This is the problem with the mystery box show. Problem. And with them doing this, is that like any theory can be any theory. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like for we sure. can come up with so many theories for anything. It's like as soon as you introduce a character, it's like how are they connected to this person? It's like we can't in- just think Walter is. A, like a guy you know what i'm saying yeah. we can't think that lisa is not con- related to any of these characters it's kind of annoying to me it's one of those things <laughs> where like i just don't i was like can we just enjoy a show like make it clear like what these connections are and mm-hmm. who what we're supposed to be getting from this so that i can enjoy the show so i don't know you know yeah so hopefully hopefully we get more answers <laughs> As we move forward, because I'm tired of theorizing. I fear that I will just be delivered more questions. And I love theorizing. So that's why we started a podcast. Send your theories. Send your nudie pens uh, and anything else you have to codependentcontent at gmail.com. You can post them up in the Discord. Yeah. Vulgarian order. You can find it on my website. Links are in the description everywhere else you can also follow us on social media yeah i'm at matias allegro wherever you can find me and at shannon grace riley if you want to find me uh and we post these on tiktok we you can uh who's the antler queen you can (laughs) figure out you can uh um uh, uh answer our poll on spotify quick thing to spotify listeners we had a problem last week oh yeah I'm so sorry for anyone who was listening and trying to look for our episode. It just, it would, it was Spotify's fault. I still have a a problem with Spotify. I reached out to them. They got our episode up and they didn't tell me why or what the problem was. And there's nothing I could have done about it. Unfortunately, uh, the episode came out late. If you're listening on Spotify, not that I'm not a fan of Spotify, but I also don't use Spotify. So by the way, Maybe uh, go look at our podcast elsewhere because it's always going to be up on YouTube <laughs> and that never fails. And it's always going to be up everywhere else. I listen iTunes to Spotify. Yeah. Spotify is fine, but YouTube is super fun because if you haven't been engaging with the video element of our podcast, I would encourage you because there are some fun body language, uh, quiet moments that happen behind the screen that you don't get to enjoy unless you're actually watching us. So if you like the video element that is available on Spotify, but also just hit us up on YouTube so you can see all the cats and the dogs that run around in our videos and you can see me perk up every time I want to just start spouting some bullshit. And uh, it's great. It's a great time. Yeah. So uh, hopefully this goes up this week. (laughs) Uh, If not, um, I don't, then hopefully you'll find this elsewhere. And we'll learn from this. I'm trying to figure out what it is that Spotify needs so that this doesn't happen. And I don't think it's my fault. I think it was Spotify's. Unfortunately. Anyway, find us wherever. Do all that kind of stuff and email us. Do whatever. And again, we will see you this week on Friday night. 
We're going to be recording early because Shannon's going out of town. We will not be able to record Yay. on Mondays like normally. We're going to try and do it on Friday night. Uh, if you uh, so, ho- you'll hopefully get the next episode a little early in your feed. Anyway, Shannon, yeah, will you join me next week uh, on you know watching Yellow Jackets episode five? Yeah, uh, on on Friday. Yeah, okay, or Thursday night or whenever it whenever we watch it comes out. Yep, sure, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Great. Well, I'll see you then. Okay, see you. <laughs>